0: And me, Sophie Milner. How are you doing, Sophie? Jet lagged? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not jet lagged. You know what? I Honestly, it's like what you said, because obviously I've just got back from Australia. Well, I, I don't Australia. necessarily know that it was that clear that you were going to Australia. No. I oh my <laughs> God, I kept it super quiet. I had people messaging yeah. me being like, oh, you're in London, let's go for a, like, you're back in London, let's go for a drink. I'm like, no, I'm in Australia. But I'll be honest, it's two reasons, one being, well, three actually. One being, like, people always seem to unfollow me when I go off to the other side of the world <laughs> so I was like eh, what's the point yeah two being ugh, there's that pressure to create content when I don't really like need to and also it's winter it's their winter mm-hmm. so I don't know it's kind of a bit irrelevant and then thirdly obviously I was seeing Jimmy and it just it was nice to kind of just not have to worry about doing stuff so and people were messaging me being like why are you up so early in the morning? Why are you in the gym at three in the morning, like and stuff like that? But obviously, it was, I don't know like, if I saw any of these yeah. stories. Yeah, I was actually, I just, yeah, it was just, it was quite funny, but um, but yeah, I didn't make it very obvious, but it was quite nice to keep it quite quiet, like if it was a. I mean, it was just us spending time together, and also I got really, really ill. I, I honestly can't believe this. This is like, just yeah. your life. <laughs> so I got. I can't even say it gastroenteritis Enteritis or mm-hmm. something from now on let's just call it gastro and I didn't know what it was at first at first the first two days I just thought I was really jet lagged and tired and then <laughs> the third day we were driving down to the peninsula just like near Melbourne to like have a, a nice like day and like spend the night there and like I had to run back inside like when we put everything in the car I was like I need the toilet I need the toilet and I had such a A bad stomach. I had, like, the worst diarrhea ever. Oh, God. And that was the start of the rest of my time in Australia. Two days in. And, like, so we went for breakfast. And, like, like, I lost my appetite. I went for breakfast, couldn't eat anything, couldn't drink coffee. And then I had to run to the toilet in this really nice cafe. It was so embarrassing. Like, uh, it was ridiculous. And then I just, I was really, like, achy but I didn't know if, I thought it was from the gym yeah. but it wasn't it was like just like muscle aches I had a fever like we ended up having to just get hotel and just go and like lie in the hotel and I just had to keep running back and forth for the toilet and like we kind of spoke about in the new relationships podcast new versus old relationships podcast like this is one of the things that it's like you can't, it's not fun to have to go through and it was embarrassing but it was like I'm literally going... I thought I was going to shit the bed. Oh, my like, God. Honestly, it was that, like, I would have seconds to get to the toilet before I, like, it all came out. And I was going, like, every 15 minutes. And I couldn't keep hydrated, and I kept falling asleep, and it was just honestly a nightmare. And I feel so bad that he had to put up with that, but he didn't like he didn't care obviously. No, of course not. And I, like, I would vaguely, I would slightly judge him maybe if he did. You absolutely, know, the same thing. Oh you're sick. Absolutely, like, you I know. Like if I would completely judge him if he was like funny about it, but I yeah. just it got to like I think I had it for like three days, but I had I didn't know what it was at the point. Mm. I was just like, like, why am I so ill? And I ended up with, he was like right. My mum was like going hospital he was like go to hospital so he yeah. took me into hospital I must say that A&E in Melbourne was very nice <laughs> I got seen within five minutes by a nurse I got taken to an isolation room because I wasn't allowed to go and mix with the other people within 20 minutes of arriving and I was seen by a doctor another 20 minutes later well, I guess but, you could have had some really awful disease though yeah, or something. but then even in the UK like they I've I've come in with like a third degree burn before and yeah. it's taken 90 minutes to get seen like it's but insane was it not quite expensive though because from what I I, really from what I know I, I have my parents it was really ex- like their healthcare is really expensive I didn't pay for anything so I'm not sure if I've got a bill coming in the post but it co- my travel insurance covers it anyway Yeah, my, I okay. didn't I'm not sure but then my parents did some research and I think they said that emergency medical care. There's an agreement between the UK and Australia and I think it covers emergency medical care like that. Oh amazing. But yeah, so I had to be put onto a drip and um I was there in like this isolation room and like Jimmy was there (laughs) just basically being like he was really sweet. But then like this the the, because they couldn't get me a room with a private toilet. Yeah they wheeled in this commode like, and they were like, yeah, I know. And I was oh like, my oh, my God. And they were like, this is just for an emergency. But they're like, it, we can probably get you a room with a private toilet in 15 minutes. So this is just for an emergency if you really need to go. And I just literally looked at Jimmy and he burst out laughing. So, But it was... What a trip. It was It was, it was very eventful. It, it just sucked a bit because we didn't really get to do what we wanted to do. Because yes. I was too unwell. I constantly had to be near a toilet. But it definitely broke down barriers between us for sure. And he even said to me, he was like... I like yeah I think it's weirdly made me like you more because like it's just like we're just really comfortable with each other now and I was like, like I had no choice I, was, like, I wasn't really comfortable with any of this but so I had no choice to be but Australia really cool I really want to go back there and do it properly um The flight was a dream. I got two rows to myself for the whole. Did you I got row on the first flight to myself and on the way back, and I just pretty much slept for the whole thing. It was fantastic. So So yeah, but it was it was really good, and I'm I'm actually so glad I went, and it was. This is what happens when I do spontaneous things. Things always go wrong. So, um, yeah, uh, something go. super embarrassing that happened to me yesterday. My uh, boobs fell out of my top on a roller coaster because it went upside. I don't think anyone actually believes me, but trust me, oh, really? this happened. And not only did this fall out. So, you know how when you're in Thought park and people can see like, you on the roller coaster, but it's so fast, I'm sure no one would have noticed. But <laughs> fucking camera flashed and I was like, are you kidding me? I was trying to like... Because also, Cal bought me this new necklace and one of my necklaces had fallen off on the previous roller coaster. So the reason that my boobs fell out was, <laughs> I was trying to hold my necklace and like, so it didn't fall off. And then also <laughs> trying to like hold myself in so get get whiplash. And we were going upside down like five times. My fucking boobs fell out. Oh my God. And the camera went off and we went down and I was like, oh my God, this is not happening. Charlie, this is not happening. Like we walked over, found my photo and there's fully like a photo of like, just like one of my boobs just out. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I like ran away like dying, and Cal oh tries to god. take a photo of it, and the guy obviously wouldn't let him. Oh my and god, I so was he like, wouldn't let him for that! That's such a special occasion. Come on, when does that ever happen? Well, Hannah was like, "Go back and buy it. I'll buy it for you," because it was our anniversary, so I'll buy it for you as like <laughs> yeah. an anniversary present. I was like, "I can't. I'm just, I'm just like mortified, but also it was so yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like that. Honestly, when I saw your Instagram post and your caption about that, I was just like." No, I was like, I obviously believed you because I was there, like, <laughs> you wouldn't go to that length for a caption because like, you just wouldn't. So like, I know oh, my Instagram's been bad recently, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, choose, like, it's maybe reach. not the kind of thing I would have shared on my feed otherwise, but no, like how funny oh, is that? Oh my God, honestly, I can't... But that's the sort of shit that only happened to me. I swear. <laughs> and it took the photo. It's so funny. Um, oh my god! So but yeah, hilarious. It's fine. You can deal with the embarrassment. Did Cal find it really funny? Yes, we both found it really funny once I'd got over the initial like trauma of it. Um, <laughs> Did all the people looking at their photos see it? Yeah, that's the thing. It's because you know where you're looking for yourself, yeah. so no one really cares, and they're not there for very long. So I feel like not that many people would have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, actually, I don't really care I if anyone's don't, I like know, it's, not, the, it's just funny yeah it is but I bet the photo people who do like who work there probably <laughs> had a bit of a laugh about that probably <laughs> but these things must happen more than we think it yeah, does yeah so definitely like, oh, we got another tit on the roller coaster like <laughs> oh, or maybe know. other people are just sensible and wear bras and not really like thin strapped maybe. silky tops when they go to Thorpe Park <laughs> for the day. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Oh my god. Brilliant. Um yeah. Oh. Love Island. I feel like we have to do a quick Love Island mm. recap because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so much has been happening. Oh no, it's been good. And also I had I was really glad about my flight home because I managed to get a VPN and like well, I actually worked and down VPN three sixty for anyone who's travelling outside of Europe. It's the only one I found that works. And I managed to download all the episodes on the app and I got nine hours of it to watch on the plane. It was fantastic. And nine it was so, hours. Yeah, and it was wow. so juicy because obviously all the stuff between and Moore was happening, yeah. um, Amy and Curtis. So yeah, it's um it's it's finally getting a bit juicy, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, you know, it took a while, but oh my god, Curtis. Are you shocked? Were you shocked? I, I was shocked. I, I was shocked, but at the same time, like, it's, re- it's so interesting seeing other people's points of view on it because my friend was like, oh, no, I'm not even surprised because, like, he just reminds me of every guy that I've ever been with who just, he, do- he doesn't really, he kind of just, like, Likes having that person there, and he yeah. doesn't really mind about who they are, and as soon as he gets a better offer, he's, like, out the door. That's terrible. Yeah. I know, but I was surprised, but I thought, I did think he genuinely liked her. Like I like, thought that they liked each other, but I don't know. I did think, when it came down to, like, sexual chemistry, you know, with um, Jack and Danny last year, it just seemed that, like, I couldn't, mm. not that I want to imagine them having sex, but, you, you know, can, when you can just, like, there doesn't seem to be, that like they weren't very sort of, like, touchy feeling. It was like they'd been, like, in a relationship for For five years years or something. And they weren't, like, in that new stage where you are, like, really touchy. And the way that they kind of looked at each other was very, oh, we're a married couple. Rather than... If you look at the way that, say... Amber would look at Michael or like Anna, and would be looking at either Jordan or Ovi, and she looks all excited and stuff like that. Like you don't, they don't have, they didn't have that sparkle in their eyes that you get when you want to rip someone's clothes off. Yeah, is that and that's what it comes down to, and it just didn't really. But then I kind of just put that down to them both being that kind of person where maybe. That's the relationships because you know every relationship is different mm. and you don't necessarily have to want to rip someone's clothes off in the first four weeks if you know that yeah. doesn't suit you. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I do feel I feel bad. I do feel bad for Amy. Like it she's really left. Seems, has she actually? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she left, left. Apparently oh she oh left my God. yesterday. That's going to be on tonight's episode. It it is really sad, isn't it? It is. And I think it's because I did see the articles like from the Daily Mail and the Sun and they were putting like, you know, like the teaser images with pictures of her like crying and like mid shout. And you Mm. know, and it's just like, you don't need to put that picture up, but you can put a nice picture of her up or something like that. It's just shit like that is so damaging. But it'll be interesting to see exactly what it is that pushed her to leave. But I honestly feel everything considered with what's been sort of with Maura trying to crack Mm. on with him a bit she's actually kept very composed um, yeah and so maybe this is this is why she just let it all out so i think i think it, i think it's sad and i think people giving her a hard time and I, I understand like i know she she is a little bit she is a little bit kind of it seems a bit annoying Bit moody, bit moody maybe. and like and like a very your typical you know when people talk about like oh, the missus and that that they're a bit like kind of not controlling but they get really annoyed at you for doing mm. what you want. She does come across a little bit like that but then I do think I'm like it is her first relationship. Like the list that she made made me die. The feedback made like thing made me die. But oh, then I at felt the same time so I'm like Yeah you. I know I was just there it wasn't I was just there like just don't do it. Like don't do it. Ugh, it's just ugh. and the way that she was like you don't fancy me, do you, or something like you just don't fancy me? And it's like don't get him to admit that he doesn't fancy you no, on I like know. fucking national TV. It's like yeah, it's so so awful. Yeah, but um, I think the fact that she's left is a really good thing because oh, you know, mm-hmm. i I maybe I'm a bit torn about it because on one hand it's almost giving him the upper hand to then just go and head mm-hmm. and sort of just crack on without having yeah. to consider her, a, yeah, consider her feelings outside, out of but mind. then on the other hand it's kind of like she's made this decision and it shows that she's really confident and with what she wants to do and she's going to leave yeah and i think it's like i, don't I think i would i would probably leave yeah I and think. i think it's a really brave thing because i'm not being funny like i I know that people are like, oh, but they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, they weren't in love. It's, you've been in a villa for four weeks every single day with somebody. Yeah. Of course your relationships intensify. So uh, when people get all funny about it, I'm like, and be like, oh, they're not even been together very long. I've been dating someone for, like, six months. It's like, yeah, well, you see them, like, once or twice a week for a few hours. This is a very different thing. Of course it's more intense. I can understand why people who go in and come out and say, oh, a day in there is, like, a week in yeah. their life. Of course it is. So I just couldn't imagine having to sit there and watch like my ex essentially of a short period of time still Mm. but like it's heightened isn't it yeah yeah Yeah. because you're you're living there you're seeing everything they do I mean I found I had I struggled enough when I was in school and like I got dumped and seeing you know like my boyfriend in another class sitting next to the girl he'd been put next to in class like not even out of choice they're like, no 100% and the fact that she's had to go through like a half breakup mm. on TV and not has she only gone through a breakup she's like he has humiliated her mm. and she said that she was like in she said it was so sad the way that she you know, was, isn't uh, she was it? like know not in it's love with him like awful the fact that she was like oh I think but she's never had a relationship before either so I feel like her first relationship is obviously going to be more heightened than mm-hmm. the rest of them like we all remember our first relationship <sighs> and how different it was yeah to maybe relationships now but I do, I feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah, I do. I feel really And bad. I think she really wanted to find someone. You know how some people go in and they're like, like Moira, love her. But she is in there for, you know, she's not in there to find a boyfriend. She's in there to find... Family. Hashtag ads, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, absolutely. And I think I feel like obviously a lot of people are. But I do think, I, I agree. I think she was one of the genuine ones who was there like, oh, this is like... You know, I think not everyone is going in there solely to find love, realistically, Mm. like as their sole purpose. And everyone wants the benefits that are going to come with it. But I do really believe that she was in there. Like, she genuinely wanted that. Like, I think it's just so, so, so sad. Which also brings me to this book that I've been reading this week. It's called Hormonal, a conversation about women's bodies, mental health and why we need to be heard by Eleanor Morgan. This sounds completely up my street. Can I borrow it after you? (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) And it's basically just all about women being called sensitive and us being told that we're too sensitive. When you think of that, like when someone says to you like, like in my head, as soon as some of the like, I think are being called too sensitive, it's coming from a man. It's coming from the words mm. of a man or a boyfriend or a guy I've been on a date with some fucking asshole on hinge or something who's there, like, oh, get on best with people, don't take themselves too seriously. Oh, and my God, have yeah, a laugh you, you, and, like, you know, oh, I I I'm like, really sensitive. So, yeah, like, I, yeah. It's Um, never a compliment, is it? It's like, it's never said to you, like, oh, you're really sensitive and you really feel things and isn't that so wonderful that you are so in touch with your emotions? Yeah. And that you are able to be vulnerable. I can never imagine anybody saying that. I feel like it's it's just become... (laughs) It's become this thing where you've just got to be a hard-ass bitch all the time and, like, put on this sort of, like, front. And people are so expected to do that. You're not always going to have your shit together. I mean, we know we know this, like, very, like, you know, all too well. Like, we're not always going to have a shit together. I, I'd say I'm a really sensitive person. Like, I think I have probably unfortunately learned to not be so sensitive. And I think mm. that is probably quite a sad thing in a way. Because I think when you do become a bit hardened to the world and grow a thick skin, yeah. you do turn off an element of your emotions and it can you protect yourself a bit too much sometimes. Definitely. And I think with emotions and vulnerability also comes this element of creativity. I think back to when I was probably like the most unhappy mm. and therefore probably the most sensitive. I don't know. Like I well, know actually they probably don't go hand in hand. That's just Maybe I was more sensitive to things, that were like sensitive as in the physicality of it rather yeah. than the emotion yeah. of things around me because I was unhappy, which I think is maybe that might be just me or it might no, be I everyone. I think it can like, come hand in hand, but like not yeah, always. It yeah, be, exactly. Yeah. So you can be sensitive and be happy, like that's yeah. definitely things. a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> but I was definitely slightly more sensitive when I was unhappier but I was also definitely my most creative that I've probably ever been. Yeah. Like, uh, isn't it so annoying that creativity, this is definitely going off on a tangent, yeah. but stems usually out of, like, unhappiness. Oh, yeah, or, <laughs> well, like, you know, depression or some form yeah. of mental health, things like that. I mean, you look at some of, like, the great artists and great writers and, you know, like, they people who end up, went went on to, like, kill themselves and things like that because they had a long, serious problem with their mental health and depression. And it's, like, it is... It, it, it does make you think about the link between it. And, you know, I remember I remember actually talking to my dissertation tutor back when I was in Cardiff, and she said to me, like, she was a little bit of a therapist to me sometimes, actually, and she was just like, you've got, she's like, when I talk to you and you talk about your ideas, she was like, what I get is this. And I'm moving my hands all over the place. And she's like, your your mind is like a web, and there are so many different ideas going off. And she's like, your moods and your, like m- like, creativity go up and down and up and down. And she was like, it's things like this she was like that is a creative a creator's mind someone mm. who's creative their mind will always go up and down and she was like you cannot create if you do not have these highs and these lows and I I completely agree with that I think when I'm usually my most not most sad that like when I'm like actually depressed depressed I don't want to do fuck all and I feel completely numb but when I'm a little bit sad or something's happened it, it kind of ignites that kind of like sort of, it's, it is, it's feelings, yeah. it is a sensitivity, like having that level of sensitivity makes you so open to your emotions and I think that emotions really fuel creativity. Yeah, Um. I'm just also reading this thing which says that studies have shown that unconscious bias is rife right within the workplace, gender stereotypes in particular are everywhere, it's the language that we use and the way that we perceive women in the workplace, so basically it's just saying that there's this psychology that of this gender bias that affect women, and because we're emotional, we're therefore seen not to be such solid leaders. Which mm. I think Theresa May is a great example Perfect of that design. crying, yeah, when she resigned, yeah. Um, which actually, if anything, was quite like a, a as much as a twat. I think she is like it yeah. shows that she's like she is that like she is human, like things like that. I think it's just it must be so difficult to. Be, I mean, we're quite lucky we work in, well, I mean, I know you do DJing and stuff, but in general, we're, we're in a very female-oriented sort of work mm. environment. So there's a lot more people that kind of understand it, but I can't fucking imagine having to work in a real male-dominated place and feel like I've got to, like, have to hold so much shit in just like and not allow myself to be sensitive or emotional and like it must be hard because it's like oh you can't cry at work because you're seen as being the emotional woman and things like that I think it's bullshit I think it's like it's no one wants to cry at work but I think it's just very very frustrating that you always get labeled instead of being like sensitive or like caring about something it's always oh you're just too emotional or oh, that must mean you can't lead or you can't have a clear mind on things or women are just called crazy the entire time uh, like, don't get me started on that oh my god oh. she's crazy like it's yeah. sometimes i find myself saying it and i have to really stop and like this is being brutally honest and i hate myself for doing it because i am also a woman and we should be picking each other up not being like fuck me she's crazy yeah but i do it and i'm like fuck like stop doing it but I think it's this thing that because it's in the media it's everywhere it's in films it's like you know when it's in these romantic relationships that we see in movies where women are just called crazy the entire time Uh, yeah absolutely and I think that's like you know even like shows like you've got crazy ex-girlfriends or whatever it is like it's it's obviously like made by women and stuff but it's I kind of see what you're trying to, people trying to like take the word back. And it's like, you know, when you see memes about being a bit crazy and stuff, mm. and it's trying to like re, like pull crazy back and take it as like a not a compliment as such, but like a power move. Like, yeah, I'm crazy, Rah! that kind of thing. And I get what that's trying to do. I guess it's in the same way people try to like reclaim slut and things like that. And but at the same time, when it's still being used, so Normally, as a negative and the connotations that it has, I'm so guilty of doing it. Like, oh my god! Like, I, I, I was like, I went crazy. Like, at yeah, I will happily always call myself like mad or crazy as well. And I have It's something that we have to really try and change within the language that we use because. By us calling ourselves crazy as well, it then makes it more acceptable for other people mm. to say it and for men to say it. And and when guys say it, if I said it about myself or my friends, like or sort of like not in a super serious way, yeah, I would never think anything of it. But then if a guy said it, I'd be like, "You are a prick!" And I, I don't know. I think it's it's becoming it's it's really difficult because it's something I've been very low key aware of for a little while. I guess along with all these other words that when you work in an environment where you're sharing a lot on the internet you mm. kind of the certain words that you're like I know you're longer going to use yeah anymore. of that, course like, that, like skinny I won't use the word skinny for anything um, fat I don't I never use the word fat obviously like things like that like anything things like that the words normal people not normal people but like pe- I, my friends also use these words all the time like when they I've still got a lot of friends who use gay as an insult oh so gay oh, that's I, really bad I know and I call everyone out on it all the time yeah. like all of the time but I'm there like and then people oh, you're the PC police. And it's like, no, I'm just not a dick, and I'm not going to use a word that is used in a negative, and also that would have been used to discriminate against people when yeah, yeah, 100%. you shouldn't be discriminated against. And they're like, oh, yeah, but I don't mean it like that. It's like, we'll just change your word then. So... Yeah, just things like that, I mean, that's going on a bit of a tangent, but I think someone once called me up before on using the word, like, oh, like, I went psycho at him, or like, you, he went psycho at me, Mm. and someone's like, you shouldn't use that word, and I was just there, like, I did get kind of annoyed, because I was there, like, I know what you're saying, like, I do know what you're saying, but also I don't feel like, like, I completely agree, part of me completely agrees with them, but also at the same time, I was just there, like, just let me live. Like, I don't feel like I said it in a really offensive way. Like, the intent wasn't horrible. Yeah, There was no bad intent with that. And I think that's the thing sometimes, I guess, it's the intent of what is being said as well, alongside the words. Like, if you're saying, like, someone's being crazy, like, my girlfriend's acting real crazy right now. Mm. So... I think I've had times where Cow has told me I'm being too sensitive, and we've had to have, like, a, a conversation about how... If that's how I feel, those feelings are valid because even if he thinks that's too sensitive for him, that for me is how I feel. Yeah. So yes, it might be sensitive and that might not be how he would react, but it's how I'm reacting. Yeah. So he needs to take that on board. Yeah. And like, absolutely. that has to be like, accepted. Yeah, and I think there is a there's obviously like a level of like what probably is a little bit too sensitive and what is overreacting, but I think men tend to push that line a little Mm. bit and they give us like a lot less... It's just the way it's often so. Is I just hate the way that it's used as a way to sort of control women and make them take like a back step. I mean, years ago I wrote a blog post about um, why I'm so ready to ditch the crazy, crazy girlfriend oh, label, yeah, like no, girlfriend read it. it's great. label, and it was literally about this and how like as soon as you're having an argument with a guy and they call you crazy or sensitive, it shuts you down because you don't want to be seen as being this undesirable, sensitive or crazy girl like mm. that's going to push away her man, and then it makes you end up thinking like stopping yourself from expressing your Real emotions. But then bullshit. do you not think, on the flip side of it, that when it comes down to being quite decisive, women can then be called, you know, like, abrupt or... Aggressive. Oh, oh yeah, God, we're always called aggressive. I'm like, aggressive. I've been called aggressive so many yeah. times. Yeah, and also like even being like yeah, and I think being like quite upfront about things makes you like oh you're bossy or like things like that. But like whereas with the a way... man they would be assertive. Yeah, or you know they would be showing good leadership qualities. Yeah, or like bossy. I've been called bossy recently. Yeah. Like it was even like um like someone was like oh i think it was one of jimmy's friends is a bit like oh I th- like oh, i can tell you're going to boss him or- i can tell she's going to boss you around a lot she seems a little bit bossy it's like it's no like, i just know what i want yeah. and i'm like i'm not i'm not going to take that's... shit just because i don't like like i don't like it when you say this word or i don't like it when you say this like he called me i think he did something, and, I think he, and then I, like, got angry about it, and then he called me a crybaby. He said, like, oh, I love crybaby, and I was like, no, don't fucking call me a crybaby. Yeah. I was like, I'm not taking that, and I got annoyed, and I was just there, like, I was, because it's boundaries. It's like setting your boundaries. So yeah, of course. I guess, like, with um, you and Cal, like, it's like, he was saying, he was being like, you are being too sensitive, mm. but I was there like, nope, this is me. <laughs> no, that's like, so exactly what I do do, and it's like, he... But then he likes to use it in arguments because it's the thing that he knows it winds me up because I'm... But then when we calm down, it's very much like, you can't call me too sensitive or tell me I'm overreacting because this is how I am. And it's not like it's a one-off it's thing, it's just how you are. Either, I would like yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, your bossy thing, That like going back to that, that makes me just think about how much it's so ingrained from us as children mm-hmm. because... I was called a bossy child. Like, you? A, yeah, always. Um, I really hate that. Like, I really. But hate why that. is it assertive child? Yeah, woo. But like, if it was a boy, it would be assertive. Yeah. Oh, he's so like. So, he's got such a strong character. He's so assertive. Yeah, he's like, such like, a natural-born leader. Whereas with, it's just like females. Girls are, it's girls are bossy. Yeah, girls are always, always ingrained to be like sweet and sensitive and happy and nice and like all they are like they get it like you've got to be a sensitive little flower and then when you are sensitive or you're too sensitive when you are assertive you're too bossy like it's just like you can never fucking win and I'm just glad I'm just so glad this because this is becoming so much more of a conversation and has been over the Mm. past few years because it is making me like I mean I'm way off having children but I've like the things that I've like read and seen about like, you know, even like like gender neutrality and yeah. things like that. I it's made me really think about how I'll like raise my kids and I remember having arguments with like exes being like, Oh, if we had kids, the boys can stay out until this time and the girls will have to come in like two hours earlier. Like, no. Why why, why fucking treat them differently? Oh, yeah. something could happen to the girls, something could happen to the boys too. Well, exactly. you grow up and you teach you to treat children differently, they will grow up and they will think they are a lot more different. And that's yeah, one hundred percent. That's me it's... who has no children. Yeah, no, but I do think it's very, very true. Even from nannying, it was very much yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think whether I did it or not. I can't. Re- I, I always looked after girls, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think I ever looked after any small boys. Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't. Yeah. That's so weird. Um, no. Anyway, I think it's like yeah, it's really important that we sort of like assess what our traditional gender norms are, and we do challenge them. Like, mm. sort of I think not basis. feeling afraid to challenge them. I was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, La La La, Let Me Explain, it's her most recent one, mm. with Steve-O and Sideman. Um And she was, like, asking them questions about things like infidelity and stuff like that. And one of them, they, they actually she brought up how somebody, some guy, it's the guy who does, you know notes to strangers? Yes. Yeah, it's him. He said that, like, oh, feminism is, like, so important, but, you know, in order to make men listen, you've got to kind of make it sexy. Uh, Yeah, I know, and it was a big I've heard that he's a total pervert anyway, actually. Oh, really? Oh, God, that's really depressing. I mean, I can't, I don't, like, I can't, I don't have no evidence, but I have just heard from other people. So, like, he obviously got loads of criticism for that, and it's, it, but... And she was like, it's annoying that it seems like there's a point. And these guys on this podcast who are the guests were saying a completely wrong way to phrase it. And did like, you know, re- it shouldn't be that way. But he was like, it is like, and he was like, you know, I recognize as my male privilege that when a woman is complaining, it seems that she's complaining. She's All she's trying to do is voice what she wants and like how she wants things to be more equal but it just kind of always comes across as our nagging girlfriend nagging girl she's a nagging type but that again is a a gender stereotype that's being exactly and he was saying quite nicely actually though he was saying that you do need he was like as frustrating as it is these issues should be taken seriously without having to have a man stick up for these things but he was like like men need to realize that it's not their girlfriend being naggy it's not some girl being naggy it's them getting frustrated and mm. all these things which have repressed them over the years and stuff like that and it's true like it's just i wish it's it's very hard because i think a lot of guys because they haven't lived a lot of, especially white men yeah the privileged white dude they haven't ever experienced it so they just can't relate they can't relate to so much and unless we tell them how are they ever going to but then they just think you Okay. sorry i'm getting no no it, it's, it's so interesting because it is so true because they will never live like like their lives through our eyes they will never know what it's like to mm-hmm. have a period for their emotions to be literally all over the fucking place. oh to get like, pregnant and have to hormones. have an abortion and things like that yes yeah, they do they, go through they, it but will they don't never have to no they only go through it to a certain extent yeah. it's like it's not the same it's not absolutely. the same to be a man and have, oh have a girlfriend God. who's had an yeah, abortion absolutely. to being a woman who's had an abortion yeah. like I can't it's just it's not yeah um and I can't remember what I was saying but yeah no you're exactly right basically
1: and it's (laughs) incredibly
0: frustrating it is and I don't think it does kind of give me sometimes a little bit more patience with guys sometimes because it makes me I try and remind myself instead of being like when they say something stupid sometimes I have to remind myself you're not, do, you're not saying that to be a dick. You're saying that because you're actually quite ignorant. Yeah. And if you then tell them and then they kind of still go on to having that sort of attitude and they don't or they brush it off or they do that thing where they're like, oh, I'm going to play devil's advocate and yeah. do that shit. That's when I'm like, I'll lose my rag over it. But What then, I've learned from having a fairly long-term boyfriend is that I have to wait until our emotions totally settle and then I can sit him down and have this like really calm conversation with him and try and explain it and I have to really overly explain things sometimes but eventually he sort of gets it yeah Yeah. but it really does take that it's like it can't he there's just no other way of doing it apart from I can't sit in an argument and he won't get it it's very much he has to be totally level and I have to really like Boil it down to yeah. the bare minimum points. of oh, this is why I do this, and blah 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 blah. And it's yeah. just like it's painful. Yeah, but yeah. They don't understand. No, absolutely until not. You saw, but then why would they? It's we. I don't know if we can necessarily expect them to understand straight away. No. It would be nice if men educate themselves. But at the end of the day, they're not educated about it by anyone. Mm-hmm. And to take it to be like upon themselves to be educated about it is quite a big ask. Yeah, oh, I would like them to completely. But yeah, but like, but like, it's not. It's not and they're going to play FIFA instead, <laughs> well, yeah, instead of reading it. feminist literature. <laughs> oh, my God. But I do, I think, you know, I do have hope for the future. But then again, we live in we live in London, and I do feel like, like there's such a London bubble here, like a liberal London bubble, and I do forget that when I leave and go other places and see stuff, I'm just a bit, like, I'm always kind of, like, shocked by the way people talk or the way people... Speak. I don't know. Mm. Like it's it, it. Yeah, but hopefully things follow elsewhere. And the conversation. I mean, that's it. As long as the conversation keeps happening, and people keep discussing and stuff like that. Like I think patience, having patience with people too, is an important thing. Yeah, and just hoping that people do continue to try to learn things, which I yeah. think you know we are so lucky that we live in two thousand nineteen, and that is the case. People. Obviously, there's loads of awful shit going on, but there's also a lot of like continuous learning that's happening, and people who want to learn more. Yeah, and absolutely, like I think it's I think it's amazing. Like I honestly, and you know what? I know what I like sort of said earlier about like oh PC police and stuff like that. I I'm weirdly glad because I know a lot of people who kind of do what I do or or in any job they get a bit frustrated about how PC the world's become, and they're like oh, I can't say anything anymore without people getting offended and stuff. I don't know, like for me I actually, I really like people sort of like checking my privilege a little bit and like actually because I feel like it just makes me so much more aware of other people and more emotionally intelligent when dealing with other people. I, I think it No, really... I definitely do and I do appreciate that because like obviously we've had comments about our privilege and how we never address it or whatever, which is, yeah, fine and eye-opening and but at the same time... I don't know. I still do worry about things that we say and... Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I think it's... We put ourselves on a platform where people it is easier to criticize so it's gonna it's gonna happen but that's the thing like even the other day I did this um Instagram story and I was like oh god Lucy needs to sort her hair out and someone was like that I wouldn't have expected you to say something like that and I because I I said Lucy needs to sort her hair out like she she'd look really good with this yeah and some girl messaged me and I felt really funny about putting that up at first I was like, oh I feel like a bitch she's not gonna see it I feel really bitchy that's not really very me and some girl replied being like oh that's not a very you kind of thing to say and I was like yeah I'm gonna delete it because I it's as silly as it was, I felt really weirdly bad because I'm not, like, I was there, like, that comment, as small as it is, like, is, isn't constructive in any way. Granted, she's not going to see it. What I could have just said was, oh, Lucy would have looked really nice if she does this with her hair instead of she needs to sort her hair out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just little things. And I was kind of glad that that person called me up on it in a way because I was just like, yeah, I need, like, I, 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 I don't, that's not the message I want to send out and I don't want to send out the message that I think it's okay to say people like that. We're all human though at the end of the day. Yeah, you're allowed to make mistakes. So yeah. I'm allowed to make mistakes. Everyone's allowed to make mistakes. It's just what you take from those mistakes, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And what a lovely place to leave the podcast. Yeah. What a run, but like, I know. a nice run. Um Oh well not a night, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. And please subscribe. Please subscribe. And Any questions? Uh, just DM us on Instagram at sophie milner underscore fs at Millie cotton. No, that's not right. Um, at Millie underscore cotton. <laughs> if we can, i can get my own handle right <laughs> under. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. You. Bye. 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 No, 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 you oh, lift Hello and welcome back to Keeping Candid.